Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, November 8th, 2021. Stand up for your country. I'm a little under the weather today, so if I kind of hallucinate or something, um, might say that's every day, but um, we're toughing it out. You know, it's what we do here. And um, it's another bad week for President Biden, even though we got the infrastructure bill passed. Um, and I'll, I'll explain it because we have a very good guest, Doug Schoen. You may know him. He's a Democrat, but he's a honest Democrat. Um, and those are the kind that I like and the same on the Republicans. So what did you what did old Joe do today? Put it on up there. Uh, he honored the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what he did. That's it. <laughs> hey, you know. Nice work if you can get it. So, why did uh, Joe Biden have a bad week? First of all, the polls continue to show he's in decline, and one of them is shocking. So Rasmussen Daily Trapping has got 57 disapproved, 42 approved. But here's a killer poll. This comes from a very liberal paper, USA Today, Gannett. It's a thousand registered voters. We asked for the political affiliation. They didn't give it to us. I don't know why they wouldn't, but they didn't. Um, very simple question. Do you approve or disapprove of the job Joe Biden's done at president? Approved 38. Disapproved 59. Now, I told you last week he was going to fall below 40. But I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. 38 is a terrible number. Ten months in office. Terrible. Do you approve or disapprove of the job Kamala Harris has done as vice president? Approved 28, disapproved 51. I talked with Andrew Wilkown on Sirius Radio today about uh, the vice president. And I basically said, look, the reason that she is polling so low is that Americans know she cannot run this country. She can't. It's not a matter of wanting to or she just can't. And the border thing was the big uh, turning point for her. You don't see her much with Biden anymore. They don't like each other. I told you that from the jump. But 28 percent. 51 disapproved, undecided 21. It's a big undecided number. Now, nearly half in this USA Today poll say that Biden's done a worse job as president than they expected including 16% of those who voted for him. But here's the key finding in the poll. Independents by 7 to 1 say Biden's done worse, not better than they expected. That's what gave um, the Republicans the governor's seat in Virginia. And that's what will give the Republicans the House and Senate next November in the midterms. Independent voters. They are becoming a huge force in this country. Why is this happening? A few, I mean, I mean, there's many, many reasons, but I'm going to give you three big ones. COVID mandates. Okay, nobody likes COVID mandates. Nobody likes being told that they have to take a vaccination. Nobody. Okay, so Biden's big on that. He wants you to do it. And now a uh, three court federal panel has uh, suspended 
Biden's new vaccination requirement on November 4th that said any company in the United States with more than 100 employees has to mandate vaccinations. So the judges have said no. And they say the question of um, a mandate gives cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate, which there are. Now, what Biden threatened was that if you are running a company with more than 100 people and you don't, OSHA, which is, you know, charge of commerce in this country, would punish you somehow. And that has exceeded its authority. Um, They can't punish you for that. So that's how Biden's going to lose this, and he'll lose. Now, I said from the very beginning on the mandate front that if a private company chooses to mandate its employees gets vaccinated, they can do that under the Constitution. But a government cannot do it unless you are working for the government, getting a paycheck from the government. Okay, and that's clear. Anybody knows about the Constitution, that is clear. The reason we have it is to limit government power. But Biden stretches around like, hey, I'm going to do what I want. Open borders, I'm not going to enforce immigration law. I'll get to that in a moment. Mandates, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Okay, now we have the kids and the vaccine. So this is going to be available to 28 million American children um, next week. And I would not vaccinate my 5 to 11-year-old. Now, you know I'm vaccinated. You know my older children are vaccinated. I would not. Why would I not? Because only 6% of COVID cases are American children 5 to 11. Six. Now, you don't do that at six. Okay, you know, if it's 30, okay, I'll think about it. But not six. So we base our analysis here always on facts. And that is a fact. I wouldn't do that to my kid. Uh, Just as an aside, um, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) So he's in a lot of trouble right now. He said he was immunized against COVID, and he wasn't. And now he has it, so he couldn't play. And his team lost 13-7, and they should have won that game. But Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. So you can imagine what the team thinks. And he doesn't come back to Friday, so I don't know if he's going to be ready for next Sunday. Not that I care. I don't. Um, And he's also lost an endorsement. He'll lose more. Previa Health is ending his partnership with Rogers. So, look, if you're not going to get vaccinated, then it's your choice. But... Rodgers is in a a position where the team depends on him. He misled the team. So it's not good. In San Francisco, and I think very few places will follow this lead, they're going to have vax cards for 5 to 11-year-olds. 
So if you want to go into anything, San Francisco, and you're a kid, you got to have a vax card. Horrible. But San Francisco is horrible. It's awful on every level. We have another San Francisco story coming later. Okay, so mandate vaxes. Um, 161 million Americans are currently in the workforce. 20% say they will not get vaxxed, no matter what. Not a lot, but it's enough to cause chaos. Migrant families. So the open border um, policy that Joe Biden has put into place has led to all kinds of unintended consequences. One of them is that the ACLU, knowing that Biden's Justice Department is sympathetic to migrants, has sued asking for hundreds of thousands of dollars for, to be given to migrants who were separated from their children. Okay? So, what is never stated is that when a child comes across with an adult, they have to do that. They have to separate the children from the adult so they don't know who the adult is. Most of these people don't have passports. They don't, and they're not separated if they can prove who they are. But if you have to investigate who they are, they separate them. Because the cartels use children to smuggle adults in here. Because they know as soon as a kid crosses the border, a kid can stay. So the ACLU doesn't care, wants to break down American society, and is suing. At first, Biden was outraged that Peter Ducey from Fox News asked him about $450,000 for each migrant. That's not going to happen. I told you it wasn't. But Ducey asked a question, and Biden said, that's not going to happen. But now... Biden changes his mind somewhat. Roll it. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child, it's gone, you deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. Number one, you didn't lose your child. That's impossible. Okay, because the government, after it finds out who you are, the adult, okay, then places you in some kind of a structure. And the child then, if it's your child, all right, is reunited. They don't just vanish in the wind. I guess some of them do. But if that's, that's not the policy under Trump. And that's what they're suing about, Trump. So this is the whole thing. Again, it's just a big, bogus mess. But the fact that Joe Biden wants to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to people who violate our borders, and he wants to mandate vaccines for most working Americans, I mean, come on. These, these are not popular policies at all. It's destroying him and his administration. Okay, but MSNBC doesn't see it that way. Now, I very rarely use them, but I have to use them to set up Doug's show. 
So everybody knows that Virginia, and that was a tough one, um, went Republican for the governor's seat. And most sane people, honest people, said that was a setback for the Biden administration, but not Rachel Maddow. Go. But rationally? <laughs> I mean, big picture, you'd rather be the party of Joe Biden than the party of Donald Trump right now. First of all, the Democrats are doing fine in the elections that have happened since Biden's been president. I mean, look at all the headlines today in the Beltway Press. You'd never know it, but they're actually beating the historical odds in terms of how things have panned out. No, they're not. <laughs> it's just, all right, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. Let's go to uh, Doug Schoen joining us from New York City. He's a Democratic political strategist. He has a new book that you guys should check out. America, Unite or Die, How to Save Our Democracy. It's out in Kindle now. It's going to be out in hardback November 18th. Doug ran into the same problems I ran into with killing the killers. My book had to be delayed until next year because we couldn't get the supply from the warehouses. Drive me crazy. And Doug got caught up in that, too. Uh, I know it's awful. You work hard, you put out a good book and then they can't get it out. So when you hear somebody like Matt, I was obviously you know, has a vested financial interest in propping up the left. That, that's what she, why she's doing it. Does that hurt the Democratic Party, what she does? Bill, most assuredly, it does hurt the Democrats. The party is way out of step with the country. It has gone far left. It is kowtowed to the progressives. And the defeat on Tuesday was not just in Virginia, it was across America in local elections from New York to California. New Jersey was an outlier, but still the swing against Phil Murphy was 12 or 13 points uh, in the direction of the Republicans. The Senate president there lost uh, spending a million dollars to a truck driver for Raymour and Flanagan, who ran virtually no campaign. Bill. Joe Biden is in huge trouble. Everything you've said today is absolutely correct and on the money. So the party chieftains, the Democratic National Committee, Schumer, Pelosi, Klain, um, Susan Rice, did they know this? Because they're not getting paid like Maddow is to spout that nonsense. Do they know it? They know it, but they have problems. The problems are, first, the pressure of the left, the squad, the progressive forces in the party makes it hard for the party to move back to the center. Schumer has a particular problem. He's facing a potential primary from AOC. So he's afraid to take them on. He's been largely MIA in these negotiations. He's certainly no ally of Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin, the only two forces keeping the party from oblivion with their multi-trillion dollar spending initiative, which hasn't been passed. And the rest of the leadership, you know, they probably understand this. Klain, uh, I know well, very smart guy, but not somebody ready to take on the establishment. So bottom line, 
I don't see anyone in the Democratic Party who's prepared to take on the organized left and to say enough is enough. We need to do a mid-course correction. I, I have an opinion on this, but first I want to hear yours. Sure. How did the far left take over the Democratic Party? They've done it two or three ways. Through primary elections, through ideological, what I would call pressure, you could use stronger language. They threaten people, they uh, attack people, and they make it very clear that if you don't do their bidding, they will do things like say until Friday, they wouldn't vote for the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which is as close in politics as you get to apple pie. So we have a far left that is effectively seeking to be to have dictatorial control over the party. You have very few moderates like me left, and you have no presidential leadership, no leadership in the Senate or House to push back. Okay, but the media component here is strong, I believe. Oh, so absolutely. The, you are correct. Right. If the media yes. attacked the far left and said what is absolutely true, that they're damaging the country, just the open border, there's no yes. way that helps America. No way at all. Okay. But the media, for some reason, all right, enables the far left, supports it, and encourages it. And you see the choice of you know, hosts on these different shows. Disney's involved, Comcast is involved, uh, all these big mega corporations. So the letters I get, Doug, are why would these corporations want to tear down the fabric of America, both economic and social? Why would they want to do that? First and foremost, they are afraid of the left. They are afraid that they are going to be labeled as, quote, racist for not supporting things like open borders. That there's a simple way to proceed on immigration, which the Democrats will not, not take, which is to push for tighter border enforcement and a pathway to citizenship, do a compromise. It's done in 2013. It is the furthest thing from my party's agenda now that you can imagine. And major corporations are afraid of being canceled by the left and a lot of the reporters, a lot of the on-air talent are on the left and refuse to recognize, as you do, Bill, reality as we know it. What role does social media play in this far-left juggernaut? They control social media in a way that is very hard to overestimate. AOC, the squad, the left younger progressive bloggers attack and attack and attack anyone who doesn't cue to their political line. So if you're a politician, even if a majority doesn't support ridiculous policies like open borders, you face the level of criticism that many face and men, politicians don't like it, they don't want it. So if they don't like it and they don't want it, they just cower. And between a far left media that you're right to point about, far left parties, activists and contributors who are far left, there is no voice for rationality left in my party that I can find. 
Okay, so I said that independents are the future that will decide who rules the country. Independents are breaking against Joe Biden big now. And, you know, once you break against somebody, and you saw it with Trump, once you break against somebody, hard to come back. So these progressives, I guess they feel they have a year left. That's it to do with all the destruction they can do. I, I think that's right. The other thing is they have a theory of the case, Bill, which I certainly don't believe, and I'm not even sure most of them believe it, but their view is, well, we've got to get things done. And if we pass the you know, $1.85 trillion uh, social spending bill, which is really three and a half to four trillion when you add it up, we will prove to the American people that we can get things done that are popular. That's their narrative. Now, it isn't true. I think it will increase inflation, increase taxation, and increase the route in 2022 and beyond. But that's what the progressives tell each other, and that's what they tell the party leadership. Now, Americans of all um, parties believe that Joe Biden is performing worse than they thought he was going to perform. Are you one of those Americans? Most assuredly, yes. I, as you kindly pointed out, Bill, have a book coming out called Unity or Die. Joe Biden ran on a platform of unity. He is governed with um, his very narrow majorities as the sole basis of how he is seeking to proceed with the most dramatic and transformational agenda in my lifetime. It is contrary to how he ran, contrary to how the American people want him to govern, and he has produced no real and meaningful results. So, yes, I am one of those who's very disappointed, and I don't see anything that is likely in the near term or longer term to change that assessment. Do you think he knows how much trouble he's in? Hard to know what he knows and when he knows it, Bill. But I think his staff knows it. Ron Klain knows it. But I don't believe they have either the political will or the political ability or the agenda to do what we did with Bill Clinton after the drubbing he took after health care in 1994 and move back to the center and support a balanced budget, reducing the debt, the deficit, welfare reform, the crime bill, and the like. Final question. Joe Biden is, is far more liberal than Barack Obama was, at least in governance. Um, do you believe Obama has, is talking to Biden and CF Sway there? My sense of it is that all of the people working in high-level jobs for President Biden have in one way or another ties close or more distant to Obama and the Obama administration. So I would be very surprised to answer your question directly if Joe Biden was not talking and his top team talking to President Obama all the time. But, but, but Obama wouldn't do the open border things. In fact, his administration deported more migrants than any other administration, including Trump. He wouldn't I, do it. I, I understand that that was then, this is now. I don't think Obama's ready to stand up and decry a policy that I agree with you is calamitous for our country and for our future.
All right. Doug Schoen, the book is Unite or Die, How to Save Democracy. And it's out in Kindle now. It'll be out in hardback on the 18th. And uh, I'm going to read it. So I hope you do, too. Thanks, Doug. We really appreciate you you helping us out. Sure. Um, All right. I wrote a column uh, called Corruption. It's in the main slot on BillOReilly.com. You go there, you punch it up. There it is. And it basically um, lays out how the Hillary Clinton campaign concocted and financed the Russian collusion stuff. Okay, so the latest arrest in this case by the Durham probe, special counsel John Durham. This is the uh, Biden Justice Department. Interesting, right? Igor Danchenko. 43 years old. So I'm not going to get into the micro of this. It's pretty confusing. But he was the guy who fed false information to Michael Sussman, who was working for a law firm that helped Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, This is what this is all about. There's Sussman. Okay, so Durham is basically knocking down all the low guys and hoping that they testify against the big guys. But there's no question now that the Clinton campaign is behind it. So this is a huge scandal, right? Hear anything about it? Rachel Maddow? That's the difference. That's the difference. It used to be that the press would report all this. Now... So most Americans who don't follow, don't watch the no-spin news, they don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh, it's an important column. I hope you read it, BillOReilly.com. Okay, what else here? San Francisco. So things are so out of control in that city crime-wise that the San Francisco Chronicle asked this question, okay? Should residents tolerate burglaries and home invasions as part of city living? No. No, they shouldn't. So just one stat. In San Francisco's Central District, car break-ins are up 753% from last year. Why? Because you can break into a car and no one will arrest you or prosecute you in San Francisco. And you know about Walgreens and uh, the other big stores. Some of them are folded and moving out. Some of them are cut their hours because you will not get prosecuted if you're a criminal in San Francisco. Now, it happens in New York City, not to this extent. Happens in Chicago. Chicago had another horrific weekend. Um... Please. And, you know, I'm not sympathetic. I'm not sympathetic. Because people vote for these loons who go in and destroy their own town. And if you go to San Francisco and you put up a Republican against the mayor there, London Breed, who knows nothing, London Breed will win. All right? She'd win. I'm not sympathetic. Infrastructure bill. Briefly, 
1.2 trillion to build back the country. Bunch of Republicans voted for it. Nah, you know, I'm not angry about that. I think the bill could, could do some good. But here's, here's my beef. <laughs> and I, I always have one. So I don't know whether you know this, but you're taxed on every single thing you do as far as transportation is concerned. Okay? So airline tickets, gas taxes, health-related goods and services. I mean, it just it never ends. Sales tax, apply to goods and services, point of purchase. Um, it's all over the place. So the average gasoline, not, not the average, federal motor fuel tax. Gas, 18.3 cents. Diesel, 24.3. And this money goes directly to Washington for infrastructure. In 2019, it was $100 billion. $100 billion. So why, with $100 billion a year, and everybody's paying this, why are things falling apart? All right, so there's 50 states. Let's do the math. 50 states, $100 billion, right? So that's $2 billion each for the states. And you would probably give larger states like Texas more than Rhode Island. Why, why are we, that's a lot of money. Why is it falling apart? Because states also kick in. But it's falling apart. Yep, no, no. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. So some of you know that I went to the Kennedy School at Harvard. I have a master's in public administration. That, what that means is I could, I could run a federal agency. <laughs> and the guy up there, Graham Allison, who's a professor, and he's very smart, and he watches China, and he reports honestly on China. Honestly. So what he found out, I did not know. Put it up on the screen. This appeared in the Boston Globe. Quote, the brute fact is that China is the world's leading manufacturer, exporter, and user of every green technology. While America led the way in developing green energy technologies over the past two decades, China became the major producer of these technologies and products. 
It is the leading global supplier of electric vehicles with a 40% market share, 40% in wind turbines, and 35% in green hydrogen. From producing less than 1% of solar panels in 2000, China now supplies 80% of solar panels globally. By comparison, Americans, America's share of solar panels was, has fallen from 30% in 2000 to less than 1% today. So all this Green New Deal stuff, all this money for Green New Deal goes to China. Do you know that? I didn't know that. That's where it goes. So they're making the solar panels and the wind turbines and the electric cars, 40%. They're all going over there. Our enemy, our biggest enemy, prospering from Biden's craziness in funding Green New Deal stuff. It's got to be here. You want to find Green New Deal? Here. Not there. You won't hear this story anywhere. And I know uh, Professor Allison. He's going to be on a program next week. Right here. But you will not hear that story anywhere. All right. You like to drink? A lot of people do. Five drunkest states. Ready? Guess. Which is the drunkest state in the union? Take a guess. Wisconsin. All right. Adults drinking excessively, 24.2%. Driving deaths, alcohol-related, 36%. North Dakota, 24%. Driving deaths, 43%. Wow. 43%. Iowa, 22%. 27% driving deaths. Nebraska, 27%. That's the highest drunkest drinking. 34%. Wow. And Minnesota, 21.7. Driving deaths, 30. Uh, here are the least, the least drunk states. Utah. <laughs> West Virginia. Mississippi, Alabama, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Thought you'd like to know. This day in history, November 8, 2016, five years ago, Donald Trump is elected president of the United States. Okay, he was 70 years old when he won. Trump got 306 electoral votes, Clinton 232. And here was the editorial reaction from the New York Times. From the moment he entered the campaign with a shocking set of claims that Mexican immigrants were rapists and criminals, Mr. Trump was widely underestimated as a candidate, first by his opponents for the Republican nomination, later by Mrs. Clinton, his Democratic rival. So right away, the New York Times lies. If you read the United States of Trump, I document two things that the far left or the left uses against Trump. First is the rapists and murderers remark. He was talking about the cartels that were smuggling people into the USA. Second was Charlottesville, Virginia. He was talking about the people who wanted to keep Confederate statues and people wanted to take them down, which was the original uh, display 
in Charlottesville. That was what was being, that's what the demonstrations were, pro and con. Now, I heard Juan Williams last week, again, with Charlottesville. Now, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe Juan is so detached from reality. Maybe he doesn't know. But I doubt it. Just like the New York Times absolutely had to know that Trump wasn't calling migrants rapists and murderers. Horrible. Okay, mail segment, then a final thought on Trump. And uh, we'll be right back. Time is our most precious asset. And many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, you might want to check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course, gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu bill to become a defender of American freedom. Please join now. It's free, easy, and essential for safeguarding our liberties. Visit hillsdale.edu bill to register. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Okay, let's go to the mail. Uh, David, concierge member. David has access directly to me by email. Why are people like James Comey and others not being prosecuted for lying to Congress? Because the Biden Justice Department will not do that. They should, but there's prosecutorial discretion. There's no way anybody is going to be prosecuted. Now, I shouldn't say that. Durham can. Durham can. The Comey and all these people, no. Eric, Bill, you explained this entire Russian collusion thing on the 45th president better than anyone else has explained it. Thank you. So I'm, I appreciate, Eric, you reading the uh, column. Posted on BillOReilly.com. 
<clears throat> losing my voice here. Kelly Shaw, Atlantic Beach, Florida. Bill, with the passing of the infrastructure bill, I'm worried. Didn't you say that if the Republicans gain the House and Senate control in November 22, they could block the spending for this and the pending Build Back Better Act? They can. There's a vehicle. But they won't do it on infrastructure. That's in. Build Back Better, if inflation's roaring, that could get booted. Connie Gibson, Santee, South Carolina. I've listened to you for years because you tell the truth. Very pithy, Connie, and we try to. By that I mean some things we can't get to. All right? So I get a lot of mail from concierge members asking me questions about things that I can't possibly find out. And I can give you an educated opinion, but I can't nail it. But most things we can nail. And we don't, we don't do the ideological thing here. You know that. Donna Cook, El Cajon, California. Bill just finished reading Killing the Mob. Tremendous read that I had trouble putting down. The amount of research that you and Martin Dugard have done for this book is impressive. You've certainly found the winning formula for perfect balance between entertainment and education with each of your killing books. Well, I appreciate that, Donna. You know, a lot of women like Killing the Mob. I thought, I, you know, this is my primarily male book, but no. And this is still selling really, really well. And it makes a great Christmas gift. If you uh, buy it on, Bill, on BillOReilly.com, we'll give you free stuff with it. I forget what it is, but I know it's nifty. <laughs> Thank you, Donna, for reading the book. Um, okay. So the BillOReilly.com Christmas store is open. No supply problems. We'll get this stuff to you fast. It's very moderately priced. And we have stand up for your country stuff, which is really good. I have the mat. Let's see the mat. Outside my house. The mugs I have, obviously, and they're tremendous. And they're all made in America. And it's a statement. So it doesn't, it's not a political statement. It's a patriotic statement. You hear a lot about patriotism these days? Well, if you want to do something patriotic, get to stand up for your country stuff. Also, if you um, give a premium or concierge gift certificate, that means you give somebody the ability to be members of BillOReilly.com, you get a bundle. And the bundle is uh, any O'Reilly book. Okay, there you go. And certificates. Um, regret your vote yet? <laughs> and the three-pack of God Bless America tree ornaments. Now, I can't do a better deal for you than this. This is it. I can't do better. So please go and check it out. Um, word of the day, vainglorious. Don't be vainglorious. Back in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money 
your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, final thought of the day. Uh, The Trump shows are coming up fast. Put them on the screen there. Greatest Christmas present ever. Um, FLA Live Arena, Sunrise, Florida. That's Lauderdale. Um, Amway Center, Orlando the next day. Toyota Center. That's where the Rockets play. They don't win much these days. Uh, But that's okay. And then the next Dallas American Airlines Center where the Mavs are doing pretty well. So um, I was talking to um, one of my liberal friends over the weekend. And I was telling her about the tour. And I said, look, all I want to do is get on the record what happened in those four years under Trump. Because he did some pretty good things. Even you would have to admit that he did. And he did much better than Joe Biden. Light years better. Any honest person would have to say that. So she says to me, I hate him. And no matter what, I could never support him or the people that voted for him. That's it. No matter, they're willing to see the country go down the drain because they hate Donald Trump. Now, the president knows that. And I talked to him about this. And I said, this, these four shows are the beginning of your campaign because he wants to run again. You're going to run on your record. You're going to try to get the other questionable stuff to go get that down. Record here. Questionable stuff down. This is a story. Now, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know. I know the shows will be good. How could they not be good? It'll be, it's going to be, talk about rock concerts. They're going to be fabulous, all four of them. But whether he can, you know, change and be a little less confrontational, I don't know. He's got the record. You all know that. But he's got to get the other stuff down. Okay, thank you for watching us tonight. 
And I hope I'll be here tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm getting stronger. We'll see you then.